When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. For the past 163 years and even more, Minnesotans have been enjoying all this great state has to offer. From Niagara Cave to the Lake of the Woods, outdoor adventures abound. It's great we can experience a state so rich in landmarks, landscapes, art, and adventure. With so many adventure options, it got us thinking, why are so many Minnesotans limiting their home and auto insurance options? Today, 80% of Minnesotans have their insurance with just one agent who has only one company to deal with. You have no options. At the Canopy Group, we offer you more than 16 companies for your home and auto insurance and 30 professionals to deal with. As your needs change, we have options that continue to provide you with the best coverage for the best price. You wouldn't want to fish in only one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes, and we don't want you to be stuck with only one insurance company. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389 and get the best insurance options available today. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Indeed it is, Roycey Unchained. What's on your mind this Monday, Patrick? I guess I am a lonely voice in the wilderness uh, thinking that the Vikings didn't play that bad yesterday, and they just got beat by a superior force. Uh, Stafford obviously got awful early in the in the first half. He was terrible. There's no doubt about it. And they did have an opportunity or two. But did you ever have a feeling they were going to win that game? I uh, from the first drive, I, I never really did. And uh, but uh, people are uh, it's it's being framed as uh, as boy the Vikings really let one get away. And I I never thought it was in their grasp. Uh, and uh, Considering the line play on the, by the two teams, I, I think that pretty well determined who won the game. You know, the, you know Stafford played so poorly, and, and the fact that McVay kept having him pass when they could run at will, though, I think is what just baffled me. These well, guys. I, I think that, you know, but there were a couple of times you get, you know, all of a sudden it's second and nine, and, you know. You know, then they got eight guys up there. You got Harrison Smith and eight other guys in there. And even though you managed to gouge them when they're a normal defense, uh, he, he, he never had him really make complicated throws. <laughs> you know, he should, I suppose he's been watching him all year. And, and, you know, there was been talk about a month ago, not anymore, that he was an MB, MVP candidate. And I suppose you can't believe your lion eyes when you watch him in the first half and some of those throws he made. I think the worst throw he made, I mean, he made some god-awful ones, but the one he didn't hit Beckham with, 
early yes. in the second half was what the hell was that? I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, he had the ground ball going. There's no doubt about it. I thought McVeigh, the dumbest, one of the five dumbest things I've ever seen in football was deciding you had to squib kick instead of kick the ball through the end zone and put him on the 25 with 11 seconds to go. I would have fired my special teams coach if that was his brainstorm on the spot. That was unbelievable. And if uh, Cousins and, and Jefferson team up, they can kick a field goal, right? Right before the end of the half. I don't, that was unbelievable. This squib kick thing, I don't understand it. So you're trying to get, so you're trying to eat clock up, but it's like, it, they got the ball at what, the 45 or something instead of yes. the 25? Yeah. Yeah. And all you got to do is complete one pass. There's only 11 yeah. seconds to go. Right? I know. <laughs> but I, but I mean, like that's the, the thought process is what, that the Vikings are going to return the ball. It's going to hit somebody yeah. and then the time is going to run out. It, it, yeah. It's, I don't it, get that one. You're going to put it at the 25. And the Vikings are going to kneel down, probably. Correct. What the hell? You know, I, you think they want? You think they want Aaron Donald, pass rushing Cousins with 11 seconds to go and forcing a turnover so he can kick a field goal with five seconds left? That was he's uh, he's. You can see he likes to outsmart himself. There's no doubt about it. But that's Absolutely. that is if they can ever get their offensive line back together, that's a pretty good team. Uh, and Donald is. Donald's oh, amazing. Man, he's so how much fun is he to watch? And I think they managed to, as the old saying goes, piss him off because of that first series, Darisau cut block him pretty neat. And they showed that on one of those big games. And I yep. think I think that got him interested because <laughs> then about, about two plays later, he went by Darisau like he was not even a human being. But I, I do like the way they move him up and down the line. You can't yes. find out where he is. And, uh, you know, they got their – they don't have the regular nose tackle, and then their second-string nose tackle got hurt, too. That Gaines made a couple, three good plays. But, uh, you know, down on the goal line, obviously, Kirk getting ki- killed on the uh, – what they did in the in the inside the 10. But Osborne threw the guy, though. The one was Osborne, on, on Osborne making that drop for the interception. That was that was Osborne. That wasn't Cousins. I, Don- I don't think – huh? Donald though is incredible. He oh, he moves people aside like like he's cutting in line. Like abs- excuse me, bang. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's Randall to some degree, but he reminds me more of Alan Page when he was at his zenith because he was so, you know, he was never huge. He was like two sixty, but strong, but so damn quick. He wasn't there when they, you know. There's there's a famous game that someone would. And we'd have to look up, but so it had to be when the twins were in the playoffs, either 69 or 70. And they moved the game to Memorial stadium mm-hmm. uh, on, on 69 or 70 Packer game, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they called a roughing penalty, roughing the passer penalty on him. And he got, when he got, he got the red rear end. He was <laughs> unbelievable. And I mean, for the next seven plays, whoever was playing quarterback had no chance. It looked like the entire Chicago Bears defense from the mid '80s coming at him. It was—he was just deranged, and he had a series of plays that were uh, were amazing. And that looks like Donald at times. He's all of a sudden he, he goes along and goes along, and then he has that four or five page play 
play sequence where he's untouchable. Yeah. Yeah, he and and I mean the Vikings had interior wise no chance. There was oh. nobody who had a chance. How about the Rams getting lucky? They used they had two early picks in that draft. Now they don't care if they ever have another draft choice as long as they live. They're fine. Right. But uh they had the number two overall. Did they take Aaron Donald? No, they took Gerald Robinson, an offensive lineman who was a complete bust. So, you know, that they they can't stand up and talk about their genius of drafting Aaron Donald. A lot of people missed on him, obviously. Who'd the who'd the Vikes take that year? The Vikes. That was Anthony Barr, right? That was Barr. And that's you know, that, that wasn't an outrageous pick. Barr had one of his better games yesterday. Yeah. Um uh, and uh Made, made some plays and was interesting, but, but I got to tell you the whole, uh, the whole, Oh, we weren't properly emotionally involved crap. Uh, you know, to me that, Oh, we didn't what? guys are running around in the locker room uh, before the game saying, let's go get them boys. That's going to make a big difference. That That's why they, I thought actually the defense played fairly well. I mean, Stafford made enough mistakes, so it was hard to tell. Yeah. But, there were times when it was, there were times when they were having three and outs where, uh, where it wasn't because of Stafford. It was just the Vikings, the defense stood up and, and played, played fairly well. But, uh, they obviously when they, everybody, the other one, everybody's whining about the four, well, Zim, especially the forward progress play that the ball hit out of bounds cup when he was out of bounds, right? Yeah. Or somebody yes. was out of bounds anyway. So the tip of cups foot was out as well. Yeah. So I I don't think I she made the wrong call, but she ultimately got that right. Yeah. Yeah, she so. did. I it wasn't Zim Zim is right about how Yeah, Ford Pryor should have been called. You know what? Uh this is I hate to we should stick on the game, but this idea they used there used to be you could not aid the ball carrier. You remember the Bush push? Yes. Against Notre Dame? That was a big scandal. Now these guys pick guys up and carry them forward. What That's moves, how the pile who, moves now. Who started that big push? fat guys. How do they let that happen? It's ridiculous. Well, I think ridiculous. post I think post Bush push, they changed it, right? I think yeah, it just changed the rule. It's probably been this way for 10, 12 years now, right? But but the Bush push was obviously a college game. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, maybe they maybe the referees decided we, you know, we can't it's too hard a call to make. We just gotta make the call where where the ball's down. But it, it is amazing how they just push guys in the end zone now or wherever they're from. If if you get a if you get a stout running back who can just stand up and can push them eight yards. Incredible. Yeah. I think that, that what you've been saying now for a while is exactly right. I think what we need is some type of football officiating summit, though. Yes. We got to get away from these flags. I mean, yeah. you, you've you said this for a long time. And 2020 was actually the one good. good thing about COVID was the flags dried up a little bit. But, Pat, when every big play makes you look and say, okay. Where's the flag? Yeah, where's the flag? That's not now, a flag. yesterday. Yesterday wasn't bad, right? They didn't throw many, right? The, the Vikings no, only had three no, and his and this guy's crew was actually not bad. No, but and and then there's this fine line too. If it's determining outcomes, you know, you got to make the call. Like at the end of the Green Bay game on Saturday, when the uh, 
when the uh, that Russell is it Russell, the guy that keeps making all the re- interception, Douglas, Douglas, Russell Douglas, Russia, sexually molested the guy before he grabbed his shirt. He would look like he was trying to strip him down, and they don't call anything, and the Packers win the game. Uh, that was, uh, you know, if 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 it's ticky tack, don't let don't determine the game, but you also can't determine the game by not throwing a flag in that situation. So sure. It's uh it, it, I know it's a damn impossible sport to uh to uh to officiate, but I still stick with the idea that uh, when in doubt don't throw the flag, right? So mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh did did you think now I haven't seen a Hockley game, so I haven't seen one, but did, I th- I thought maybe this weekend the word had gotten out or something. I, I, I didn't see as as many flags in some of the games as I watched. I, I wonder if the, I wonder if it came down from on high. That's how about possible. the uh, yeah, how about the possible. double reversal play? The, I haven't seen it yet. I I saw it. Uh, Devontae Adams. It was fantastic. Is it what Devontae? What the guy from Alabama? Is it what's it? No, is what's his last name? Uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, but Devontae was Smith, huh? Smith, that's a hard name to remember. Uh, but he's been he's fantastic and he he made this catch and then they reviewed it and said no catch because it looked like his heel was on the on the line. Then they then they decided in New York to look at it again and reversed it back again. So, anyway, though, the Rams, uh, I think the Rams are gonna be you know, if Stafford plays. Okay, I think they're going to be a tough out, don't you? Yeah, but I don't know that that I have confident confidence he's going to now. His statistics are really good, but every time I watch him play, he's not as impressive as those stats no. indicate he is. That's my concern. No. Yeah. And McVeigh's not changing. Like I don't think McVeigh's changing. I think McVeigh is saying, "I I got my QB. You're throwing the, the ball." But you, but the thing that you're right about was the passes yesterday. High, low, like they were not good timing routes. He looked like uh, I thought. I think I tweeted out in the first half. I think he's having hallucinations. <laughs> you know, I mean, that throw to Beckman, backup was what the hell is that? Uh, but uh, you know, the Vikings were the the Vikings were the inferior foe by uh, quite a margin with with what they. Mark Craig wrote about this today in one of his little five things, how Wanham got Wanham, who was a hero last week, right? He was invisible. Nobody saw him all day, and he's playing against, after a couple of injuries, he's playing against a rookie who hadn't played at all. So, the undrafted rookie, and they got, that guy was eating his lunch. So, I don't know. They're, uh, they're, they'll probably go in and give it a fight, don't you think, with the Packers? The Packers aren't, the Packers were not good, uh, on Saturday, but then again, they're uh, they figure out a way to win. So I, it, they, this team they're remarkable. Not, this team should not. This team deserves to go into the last week without having a chance to be in the playoffs. Amen. That's they, exactly they, what they, I think they too. Deserve it. Yes, they, they should be out. But we don't have to do a Red McCombs and fires them, you know, like he did with Denny, and fire him with one game to go in the season. Uh, That's what Declan then, wants, and then name an interim coach. Uh, you know, that's how Ticey got the job. And we were all grateful for those four wonderful years of Ticey as, in the media. But uh, but uh, I, I think they can 
gives them the dignity of firing him on Tuesday, don't you think? I think they will. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's gone. I mean, they don't make the playoffs. He's gone. What do you think? I'm, I'm 50-50 on Spielman. I, 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 on merit, Spielman goes too. On Spielman's ability to be a politician within the office and with the schmoozing up Mark Wilf and, uh, and uh, Ziggy, I, I still think he has a better than 50-50 chance to survive. I, I like the report from Jeremy Fowler, who, who is uh, a for, former Pioneer Press guy who's now at ESPN. I liked his report that he has heard that, that Rick might get kicked upstairs. Because I, yeah, I don't think they want to fire. I don't think they want to fire Rick, but I think getting a new GM would be the smart move. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I read that too, and I think Jeremy might be right on there. They they won't fire Rick, but what what do those people do when you become when you get kicked upstairs? What what is your what what that is your task? Because you have to if you're bringing in a GM, they'd probably like to bring George Patton back, but I don't know if he'd come back. I don't know why he would. But no, he wouldn't. If you bring in a new GM, you got to let him run the app or the personnel operation. You can't have Rick saying no, no, no. I, I never know what those people do. But his brother has that kind of a task in Detroit, doesn't he? He's uh, yes, he's overseeing the uh, general manager. Uh, but I, I never know. It was like when my my guy Jerry Kill wanted to be the court the the conduit between. The conduit between uh, the uh, Ter- Tracy Clay's and the presidents of the university, or something. He wanted some job like that. Hey, we know now that wouldn't have satisfied Jerry because he wants to coach. But B, that was, you know, Tracy Clay's. Uh, I, I tell you, one guy who wasn't in favor of that, Tracy Clay's. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know if that works or not. What What's your guess on the new coach? Oh, I think what they're going to get. Yeah, Kellen Moore. I see Kellen. That's Moore. Declan's guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, and he's a young, he's another young genius, and just like all other assistants, a third of those guys make it, and two thirds of them fail. Right. So that's, but that's the way it do. When you pick from that pool, that's that's what happens. And more makes sense because because he he is the opposite of Zim. Right. He's young. He's offense. He's totally mm-hmm. different. Yes. I don't know. He, I I don't think he's. Does Dallas still have that uh, situation where the assistants don't talk talk a lot? Because I don't see him quoted too often or anything. Kellen Moore. I don't see him quoted. No. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Well, I mean, a lot of Jerry Jones. I think at a time it was I talk and the coach talks. That's it. You know. So how about this guy might be available, Mike Tomlin. He's got to go. Oh, he him. intrigues me, but he's been around for a long time, yeah, and he's a he's defensive guy. I'll tell you, if, he, if, uh, yeah. If I any like guy him. looks like he needs a fresh start, it's Tomlin with that team. Well, he's been there since 2007, right? 14 years, and he's 48 Ooh. years old. He's 48 incredible. years old. But he looks, he looks, those eyes of his look 65, don't they, man? He's, he's got to watch Ben play every yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it's excruciating right. watching Ben play. It looks See, like me trying to play. Everybody wants to get rid of Kirk. Here's the problem. When you got, you don't have anybody, when you got Ben out there and you don't have anybody better, these guys are hard to find. Everybody who wants to watch Kellen Mond run around. Well, we were so excited about Kellen Mond, we had to bring back Sean Mannion, for God's sake. So, so Mond, because Sean was out in COVID 
protocols on Sunday. Mond was the backup. So, Patrick, I took a video of Mond and pregame warm-ups handing off on Twitter more than 10,000 views. Really? We want Mond, baby. We want <laughs> Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond could eat a sandwich, Patrick, and it would yeah. wreck, and, it, and, and people would crave crave the content. We know nothing, but we, yeah. excuse me if I'm wrong, but the glimpse we got at him in the, in the preseason was not that impressive, was it? No, and we don't care. It's and Kellen people who've seen him in, in scrimmages, you know, he was hitting people in the head and stuff like that. But, uh, well, I always told the uh, you were at the Star Tribune then, I believe, Judd, when Gino Tourette. No, were you there when Salisbury was there? Yeah. Yes. We had Salisbury, clerk, Gannon. Yes. We had Salisbury, Gannon, and Toretto. Uh, that went in at the end of a disappointing season. What was it? Is that the one where they started Salisbury? At the, in the playoff game, it probably I, is. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, you're probably. Gino, right. who hadn't played at all in the in the regular season and had played a couple of exhibitions, and we took a Star Tribune survey. Now I I, I don't even know how it would have been done then because I don't. It wasn't was it online by then? I don't think so. No, I think it was like a phone. The, the yeah, it was a phone. phone call in one, Call. two, three, yeah, yes. or none of the above. Ninety-one percent wanted Gino. They'd never seen. They'd never seen him, but they wanted Gino. Anybody but, you know, I think Gino was like a Heisman Trophy winner, sixth rounder or something. Remember why? It's because he played at the end of a game, a preseason game in Kansas City, and he threw like a touchdown pass or something, and people went crazy. Like, <laughs> Gino, Gino should be starting. It's like Gino can't play. Worst Heisman Trophy winner ever. There were 25 guys on that Hurricanes team that were – NFLers, you know, I mean, that's where the Hurricanes had more athletes than the next five teams combined. And he was just along for the ride. And the dumbass Heisman voters, instead of picking out somebody from another position, it had to be the quarterback and gave Gino the uh, Heisman winner. Heisman, he was terrible. He was worse than the guy from, uh, who was the guy from Oregon? Gary, no, who was the guy from Oregon? God, he was terrible. He ended up winning the Heisman. I don't know how that happened either. I can't remember. Terry, Terry Baker. Oh, Terry okay. Baker. Oh, okay. I don't. And then I think a guy from UCLA, Gary Beeman, won it one year. He was no good any either. The Heisman Trophy voters are idiots. I got fired about ten years ago, eight years ago. You did? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I just. I think. I think there's a Heisman. Each town has a Heisman chairman. You know. And I think that whoever the Heisman chairman was took me off, which is fine. Cause was it Scoggins? Much, Did Scoggins fire you? I don't know. I don't think so. As much college football as I watch, I think it was a good idea to fire me. So, I I recall there 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 was a year when Sid brought his ballot out and said, vote. To you? And, like, had me vote. I'm like, Sid, I, I have no idea, but yeah. oh, I'll yeah. mark a name for you. Well, I had Sid. Fill this out for me. I think Sid at one time was the chairman. He told area. me to vote one year for him. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy from St. Paul? Should I let him vote? <laughs> yeah. But uh I don't again this year they they end up having to take a quarterback. A quarterback who had three points against Auburn with fifty seconds to go in a game. Yeah, I know. Playing for Alabama. And, and he wins by a landslide because he's a quarterback. We got to go. We don't have to have quarterback mania in uh, college football like we do in 
Speaking of Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, though, Joe Burrow had a nice day. Yeah, what do you have, 500 plus 525 yards? 525 yards. That, that lot, I, let's just say this. I know all losses, there's no difference in losses, but thank God this Vikings team got to play Joe Burrow in the season opener when he was banged up. Instead of now, they could go down there and could have one of those with Cincinnati drubbings that the Vikings took on occasion down there. I, I would love to hear the phone call a bit between Jamar Chase and Jefferson when Jamar calls. You should see my quarterback here. He's, he's, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's got I a guy, he's Joe doing, Burrow, LSU, I Justin. He's hell. Now, Justin came out yesterday and was critical, uh, and that's fine. But I think we should give some credit for Justin's modest day to the fact that the best quarterback in the league was covering him most of the day, much of the day. Ram, he wasn't oh God, he's, that, that was fun to watch too, Pat. I know Ramsey's he's great, man. He's great. It was amazing the one time they're trying to go down that sideline. How he just, he's such a crafty guy. He just maneuvered pretty soon. Justin was running out of bounds. He couldn't get through him, you know. And and just, he also punched like, the punched the ball at the last second that Jefferson was going to catch. It was just a great play. Yeah, and he was. Uh, it was he was like keeping a. A uh, uh, rebounder up the boards. <laughs> one play, all of a sudden Jefferson just—he's waving at the officials, and he doesn't know why. But uh, you know that this idea that uh, all I got to do is just throw in his direction and he'll catch it is usually true. But I don't think it is when you're being covered by Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. They have—they have. They have uh, you know, we didn't see anything of yesterday. Was even playing Von Miller. He was in the starting lineup. Yeah, I, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. Yeah. Did, did Denver just let him go because they didn't want to pay him? Or what What the hell? What was the deal? Did they give up a sixth rounder or something? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I I think he's at the end. I think he's closing in on, on the end. Because, yeah, he didn't do much. Yeah. He was a uh, – there's another fellow that was something else when he was good. There was – there was some uh, Hall of Famers on the field yesterday, that's for sure. I thought actually uh, our guy Harrison was uh, pretty involved yesterday. He looked better, as well good as he has in a long time, I thought. Didn't you? Yeah, and he's he's actually been good for about a month now. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think for the first couple months he did much, but the last, the last month or so he's been he, he's been good. He's still owed a ton next year though so mm-hmm. i'm sure that i'm sure that they'll go back and say hey how about we restructure that contract okay and cut that pay remind me again if they if they trade cousins then they don't have to take the huge cap hit post june million if they trade him and 30 some if they just let him go yeah and it's a well it's a huge cap it's a huge cap hit of dead money if they do it before june 1st but post june 1st which, which I think you can just date things, so it's strategic. Yeah. Uh, I, they, they would save a ton. Yes, mm-hmm. so they could do. That. I, I just, I don't know who's going to take him. Who wants to take that kid? If you, if the other team takes him, then they just get his salary as a cap hit, right? They don't. Yes, get the, they don't but get anything. They would else. probably restructure him, extend him. And and get that cap hit down. Yeah, he's getting to that point where you're not sure you want to extend him. Thirty five or something. Is what he is he? 34? 34, thirty four. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think he's got one more contract. Left. It is funny though. A month ago, man, 
these people would fight you if you didn't think Kirk should be in the MVP conversation, and now it's all his fault. He's not fired up. Some guy on Twitter said to me, I just don't see the fire that Tarkington, Kramer, and Culpepper had. Well, you know, that's, I don't know. Tommy had a lot of fire on Thursday nights, so I'll tell you that. Yeah, because the Rusty Scupper <laughs> did. Because huh? of the the uh, Rusty Scupper or Maximilian, <laughs> yes. Tommy had Tommy had a lot of haunts yeah, to get fired I mean, up. Tommy might have been more fiery in the locker room on Sunday morning, but he might not have prepared himself as well as this guy does. You know, this guy's going home and saying his novenas and stuff and taking his little rocks out of the rock thing. What is it, one a month? He takes the rocks out. No, of it's month. it's one. You know what? I forget. I think it's one every day. One a month. I think it's day, one every yeah. day. Yeah, I, I, I think well, it might be daily. Big collection of Clock's ticking on Kirk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kirk knows it. Yeah, he, he, Kirk's a weird dude. I mean, he, there's no oh, getting he around is, it. He is. He's, He's just a weird dude. And when you read about Daddy, you you understand why. You know? This is true. This is mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. Daddy's got some theories, but you but are. I don't agree with him. Uh, I don't. I don't think you got to go around. Uh, I don't think you got to walk around in the house and dad and say, "Dad, I think you're full of baloney." You know, I think I think all this stuff is is uh, pretty wacky. Yeah, you know? I I got a feeling I know that who Dad cast his vote for in the yes, presidential election. Too. I'm just gonna put it. I'm just gonna I put that too. out there. I think I know who Don Cousins voted for. So uh, I got a uh, couple of tweets. Sharkman, uh, our guy Sharkman is on vacation in Barbados or some damn place with the family, and uh, he took the family this time, so that was nice of him. But uh, Every he sent me pictures. He sent me photos of his kids and his wife feeding monkeys. It is someplace they're feeding monkeys. So I had to tell him how much I hate monkeys. I, you know, ever since I've told you this, we were in Katie and I were in Gibraltar and after the, after the, the uh, Ryder cup in Spain. So when I was 97, I think we went over there. These are the most vile creatures on the planet monkeys they have the the bird the mountain you know it's full of monkeys they took over the the they took over the thing and you drive up on there in a rent a car and there's like monkeys standing on your hood pounding on that thing wanting food they want don't don't bring a sandwich with you they'll break through the front window to get it and uh they're they're, they're just evil selfish creatures they have no consideration for the feelings of others you know monkeys they're, they're sounds very, like us they're very bad. sounds like humans they're like sports writers yeah i was gonna say free food and, Arr, and, and i way. told them i said you know what they are they're a bunch of trumpers they're selfish they're you know they're just they don't care about others monkeys i hate monkeys. so and then we got other wildlife problems here too i mean i don't have a monkey problem unless i go back to barbados but you know what we got in the neighborhood around here, apparently, in a two, three block radius? A family of a mom and dad cat who keep ground, grinding out kids, and they're living out their feral cats. And I, we haven't seen any of the big ones, you know, when they get mean and nasty, and it'll, you know, claw a baby in a carriage if it comes by, you know, yeah. the, 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 the tomcat types. But there's two of them who keep thinking there's something that something good that can happen to them if they hang around my house. They're all, they're always out on the deck in the back. 
I went out to get the paper the other morning at 4.30, and one of them was on the stoop peering in, you know, 4, 5, 5 in the morning. I think you got to dispose of them. Oh, you know? Pete is coming after us now. No, I'm with Pat. Know. I'm with no. Pat. I, I think I don't care they're going to get worse. Know. They're going to get worse. I mean, it, it, you can't do anything to help them because then they'll never leave, right? Oh, yeah. But I'm afraid right. to leave my garage door open now if I'm out shoveling. Don't leave your garage door open. Yeah, don't do that. I went out there shoveling snow. This, I was out shoveling snow at 5.15 this morning because I woke up that early and I wanted to get rid of it. And I had the garage door open and I said, I'll have two cats in there if I don't, if I leave it open. So I had to shut the garage door before I put my shovel. Shut the garage door now. Yeah, yeah shut that garage. Do not leave doors o- open now because of cats and people. Mm-hmm. I don't trust people either. Yes. Well, I don't, I'm not worried about people, but because uh, we've been here 30 yeah, years. I don't trust people. We didn't, all. we've been here in 30 years. Yeah. I, there's, there's some difficulties going on right now. There's sure for sure for that. In fact, I wrote this column Sunday about, uh, this crazy guy, James Clark, who was, I don't know if you saw it on a, the boxing guy, a boxing MMA fighting 57 years old guy who lived in Ecuador for nine years and just a real character and a, you know, world record, most weight lifted in an hour or most push-ups in an hour, all this crazy stuff. And I, that was, the, the theme of it was this time he went through the park in Ecuador dressed up like a monster to scare the muggers and uh and then that became a big tv story in town that there was a monster in the park even after he left and went back home and some guy tweeted said tell him to come on out to south minneapolis and help us with the carjackers (laughs) get the monster back out in south minneapolis with the carjackers so it's too cold now huh it's too cold that's so damn cold out yeah. Take the winter off, guys. Yes, that's true. And that's gals. True. Apparently, it's uh, damn near all of them are youth. The car jam. Yeah, I've seen like, like 14, 15. Teenagers, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. They don't even have a driver's license. Yeah. You <laughs> car Sean, and by the way, you don't have a driver's license. We're going to get you now. We're going we're gonna to give you a citation, driving without a license. Well, uh, Tim's coming to town Tuesday, but I don't think, I think that, Ship has sailed in the night, hasn't it? We don't, that's not a big deal, is it? Oh, no, I don't think so. We did that last year and they beat them, right? They beat them back. And have you seen who's not playing? Like everybody's in COVID protocol. Cat, D-Lo, Ant still. Mm -hmm. This is remarkable. It's basically, it's bees in a G League team. Yeah, and uh, the Knicks have, I think the Knicks have gone through it too. And they got Rose's, Derrick Rose's hurt. That's a shock. And, uh. But uh, the, the the Knicks are not uh, playing well, and uh, but it's going to be an interesting scrimmage because the NBA games are scrimmages now. Who the hell's playing? Who's playing? We talked about that. Yeah, it, all it's sports is incredible. It is. Uh, we're going to go on, and uh, you know, if you if you if you buy your ticket to one of those games, you're taking your chances on who might who might play. But the NBA, the NBA, I think the NFL. God love them. They don't care about their athletes. They figured it out. If we don't have to test you, we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to figure out any excuse we can not to test you. If you idiots will just get vaccinated, we'll let you play, basically. Although I see Jared Jared Goff didn't must have 
wasn't didn't they think he was going to play because he was vaccinated and then they must not have passed the test or something he probably he, didn't feel well he didn't play sunday for those red hot lions well would you play like if i can bag out i'll bag out like it's the lions ah, <laughs> coach campbell i'm not feeling so well think i got covid see you next week yeah see well, in training camp they were they hung in there fought mightily again so i don't know the uh the uh but it's sports is kind of they're canceling bowl games left and right it looks like some of these looks like some of these bowl games i i think they pulled the plug on a couple of them even without positive covid a couple of them just said the hell with it right oh really yeah hawaii Fenway, dropped out of its own bowl game in hawaii yes yeah they're like we can't play. after memphis flew out there they had we- memphis memphis was on the ground here's the thing you got teams bailing because they don't want to get beat, right? You got 110 players. If 25 of them got COVID, you still got 85 players. It's all crap that they're canceling these games. They don't want to get beat. Texas A&M, Texas A&M canceled the Gator Bowl two weeks ahead of time because of injuries, transfers, and COVID. They didn't want to play. They were mad because they ended up stuck in the Gator Bowl. They thought they had a better year than that, the only team to beat Alabama. They didn't want to play, so they two weeks beforehand they said, "The hell with it, we're not playing." Who's this the should... coach there? That crazy, that egomaniac. Uh, what, what I see, they got the number one recruiting class in the country. Jimbo, Jimbo, yeah, Jimbo's there. He's yeah. supposed to be a complete jackass. Shocked by that ego, ego maniacal guy. By the way, I looked up our golfs today, down to forty second in the uh, in the recruiting. This is usually the time of the year when they're, remember, generally speaking, about late November, we say the Gophers are now rated sixth in the country in recruiting because he signed all his guys. They say more guys waited this year to sign, you know, in February than had in the past. So that's when the Gophers usually slip down. Maybe they'll slip back up. Maybe they decided to wait this time because, you know, signing everybody early didn't work out that great for them on the recruiting. Yeah, but Pat, who cares now? I just want transfer the transfer portal. I don't care yes. if you're you're eighteen year old punk. Come back to me when you're twenty two in the transfer portal. I'll take you then. My poor old buddy Ringlesby out there in Wyoming, man. Uh, it's it's tough being a cowpokes fan, man, because you know you're out there in Laramie. It's cold. Uh, you know that league's got Vegas in it and San Diego in it, and you know going towns and Laramie's got 15,000 people and the biggest building is a, is a six foot high dorm, a six story high dormitory. And uh, it's not exactly paradise. And then they go to a bowl game and they get this quarterback, Levi Williams or something. Uh, uh, Somehow they got this guy out here and he tears it up. He rushes for over 200 yards. He passes good. He's, you know, they've been waiting for him. He explodes next day, transfer portal. <laughs> That's the he's guy the, I want. That's my quarterback. He's the future of the country. He's the future of the uh, of the program. 24 hours later, he said, I can do better than this. I just had a really good game. He's got some agent telling him, you go such and such, you can be in the NFL or a wide receiver. Kansas City A's, Pat. Yeah. You got good there? Next stop, the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees. 
Yeah. That's right. Wyoming football, the Kansas yeah. City A's. Yeah, it's very uh yeah, you gotta be as old as me. You you already heard about the Kansas City A's. <laughs> yes, being, I have. Being the Yankees farm club. There's but that that was a that was a big trauma back in the day. Ah, they're just the Yankees farm club, the A's. They, and the Yankees had sent them some guy who couldn't make their team and get back. You know, they'd send them five marginal guys. Well, the Orioles did the same thing for several years there. They'd remember they'd they'd build up some guy that this guy was the next great thing in the minors, and you got to get him. But the ones that were really good, they kept Gritch and Baylor and those guys. And the ones that weren't that good, they trade for. You know, they trade three of them for one one good Frank Robinson or somebody like that. Anyway, the Met, the Mets in the late '80s were great at that. They would tell baseball America, "We got all these prospects. You got they're not," and and then they trade them all, yeah. and they all would wash out. Yes, yes, that's true. And they get back, you know, decent big league players. Very smart move. I sent Merry Christmas to uh, Rocco because he's got the baby. You know, the first the baby's too young, and. Uh, the baby's too young, but it's a his first Christmas as a dad. So I sent him the thing, and he said, "It's been the greatest Christmas ever, and I'll see you in Florida sometime." <laughs> he said he's not uh, he's like the rest of them; they're uh, they're not terribly optimistic. There's apparently the negotiators took the holidays off. Huh? They have nobody. Yeah, to talk to they're not other. talking. What What are they waiting for? Um, I have no idea. Panic to ensue on the other side. Huh? I have no idea. You know what I think? I think the owners are are basing um are basing their case here on what football did. I think that they think the players will panic as, as spring training nears, but that union is totally different. Never Football's worked. the weakest union. We've well, talked about that. And then the main reason is that football players are replaceable. They're just people out there with helmets on, right? You can you can replace I mean, yesterday they replaced the left tackle three times. For the uh, they didn't have their regular left tackle, then they didn't have their second left tackle, then they ended up and nobody knew the difference, right? You're out there with your helmet. At, uh, there's six guys we know, and there's a bunch of anonymous people. Baseball, you get some shortstop who can't play, you know, some, you know, everybody sees it. There's nowhere to hide. So there's nothing to hide in. You cannot replace. You cannot show off rotten in baseball. I mean, you can't sell rotten. They tried that with the replacement ball. And I remember being there. And for the first few days, we were kind of amused by it, right? It was kind of funny. And Willie Tatum became the crowd. The crowd of 1800 went crazy because Willie hit the home runs two days in a row. We had a swing like, you know, a big, long swing that had no chance to ever work. But, you know, hey, Willie, we wrote about it for about three or four days, and they had a bunch of nice guys. Terry Train's brother was down there and guys like that, you know, from town ballers. But, you know, at some point, it's, are they really going to, especially when you have your manager, you're in the clubhouse after after one of these games, and the manager's in, Tom Kelly is in the worst mood he's ever been in his life and refuses to say anything good about any of them as players. Yeah. Uh, ah, good human beings, you know, or <laughs> something he would never say. He would never say, yeah, this guy's got a chance. He would never, uh, he would, he was, 
he was determined. When, when are we got an anniversary of that coming up here pretty soon? It was 95. Spring training of 95, right? Yeah, yeah. Spring training of 95. Well, hey, we should have, we missed it. We should have had a 25 year anniversary of that thing, right? It was, it was the greatest fiasco ever. Two spring trainings that year, though. That was good. And went down, stuck around, went home, and then came back when the, when the regular guys showed up for a couple of weeks. So, but yeah, you can't, baseball can't, you know, you need the, the, Marvin was smart enough to convince these guys they need you worse than you need them. Yeah, exactly. NFL is not that way. NHL to some degree is that way because it's like the NFL, they, they, they're the, the amount of money they make was not enough then to to put up with another, you know, to not cave in after they made them sit out a whole year. Do you remember that? What what point of that season did they say, okay, we're not going to play when they, uh, 2004 or five? Yeah, I think it was March because they, they talked about briefly, there, there was an, a, there was an, a, an attempt to come back and play like a Rescue. few games and then a playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then they abandoned that. And it was springtime by then, I believe. Because I covered it after the Packers season, uh, and then in April or so, it it blew up. And but I mean, they did. They missed an entire season. Yeah, they they did not play. Yeah. And it actually did the sport good because the rule changes they came back with were the first step towards ma- making the game watchable again. Because that thing it, had become unwatchable. Yeah, it did not. Uh, it didn't do this. This franchise too much good for at least the next year or two because uh, Bob Nagley spent as little money as he possibly could when they came back from that after all the money he'd lost in the, in the lockout. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that 05, 06 team was terrible. terrible. What, what they, that, that was by far their worst team. That the last Stanley Cup that they played between the Flames and Lightning <laughs> with Torts coaching Tampa Bay, Pat, was some of the worst hockey I've ever seen. It was so slow, and it you know it was trapping. Is that, is that the team that won? Uh, and Tampa Bay beat Calgary, but it was mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. It oh, was four? unwatchable. Yes, yeah. That so that was oh three oh four because they they lost oh four oh five right. So that was oh three oh four. But I mean that was as slow and boring as you could possibly get. You know what we don't give the Wild enough credit for. Being less than mediocre, they have had one playoff run in their history. Because getting to the second round is not a playoff run. Getting out of the second round that is a playoff run, and they they certainly deserve one this year. The because they have had an incredibly royal a loyal audience that only needs a hint of hope and only needs a hint of hope. Parisi and, you know, they were done. They were done. And then Parisi, Parisi and Suter came in here and, uh, you know, they haven't played for so damn long. You almost forget that there's a season, but, uh, you know, they, they haven't, they, they made the playoffs, but they haven't made us proud. Have they, have they made us, when's the last time they made no, us proud? No, no, no. Oh, three was fun. But yeah, yeah. besides oh, that, three was great. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, no, they they yeah. were supposed to go to Stanley Cup Finals with Parisi and Suter, not to 
the second round a couple of times. Yeah, in the one year, uh, everybody was pretty dang juiced. Which which year was it that they won the first round series and and then they had Blackhawks in the second? Yeah, round? Yeah, and they got and swept. Everybody, and everybody was fired up for yep. that one, and they were that looked like a good team. When was that? Uh, I don't. Was it seven? Together was that sixteen by then? Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. They owe us one, but right now they owe us games. I guess the. Uh, yeah, Boy, I didn't realize how fire, how important the Winter Classic is to the NFL. I, I mean, the NHL, oh, man, alive. The marquee event. We'll, we'll, we'll postpone every game just to make sure we get this one played. It's their, mar- it's their biggest marquee thing. And they, they've season. gotten rid of all the others, right? No, they no, they've got a Nashville. They've got the Predators playing somebody in, in an outdoor game, which I hate. That stadium series, the game here was fun, but the Winter Classic was special because it was the yes. Winter Classic. Yes, it was the only that one. one. Year they, played seven, they played like seven outdoor games one year. Yeah, it was there. That that was just so stupid that they let's 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 do this, you know, okay. That worked, so let's do it in eight places and make it meaningless so people turn it on and say, oh, I thought the Winter Classic was on New Year's Day. You know, it was, it was, they, you know, that, that's, you know, it's, that's sports, though, and that's all entertainment. If, if, if something worked. They'll always abuse it. Let's make six sequels of, of something. If, if, if there never been a movie sequel outside of Godfather 2, the world would be a better place, wouldn't it? Never have a movie site. The the ability to ruin something that's special is truly a great sports tradition. Hey, I ran across a pretty good kind of a series that has a couple of laughs on uh, on Amazon last night. Uh, it's been there, and I always thought it was like a, a family show or something, so I never called it up. Red Oaks. It's about a country club, and I guess it started in 2015. Paul Reiser's in it, and it's depressing how old he looks and some of the other people, but he's great. And it's about a, you know, youth working at a country club and all the jackasses, and Paul Reiser's the chief jackass of the president of the club. And But it's not bad, but they got this, this old guy who's been around, <laughs> been around forever. And I, I have no idea what his name is, but he's there and he's hanging out at the club every day, drinking. And he's in the pool and he's talking to the the kid who's the lead. He's like just starting college at NYU, the kid. And he's asking him, what are you going to do? And he says, uh, and the kid's kind of hemming and hawing. He says, oh, you're just trying to find yourself, huh? He said, you know what we did when we were finding ourselves in my day? Killed Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, that made it worthwhile watching three or four episodes last night. Killed the Nazis. <laughs> it it is incredible how how many name actors are in shows. Yeah, that are streaming that I don't know about. Yes, yes. I had no idea that that he, well, he was in a show. Me, it took me twenty minutes to find out that. Uh, that were to remember, and then I finally say, "Wait, that's Paul Reiser." You know who else is in it? Jennifer Gray is a mother oh. of of Jennifer Gray in her Gray. 
probably late 40s now. Once she got the nose re- yeah. redone, unrecognizable. Yeah, my father, no my father used to say I, the same thing. I looked up the cast. I looked up the cast and said, oh, I kept saying, who's that? Who's that? And Richard Kind, who's an actor that you know, you see him all the time. Oh, he, he's in Curb. He is the, yeah. He's great. He is the husband of, of Jennifer Grey and the, the parents of the, of the parents of, uh, of the main character, the kid, the kid in there. And, uh, uh, they, they hate each other. You know, they've been married forever. They hate each other. <laughs> She's, and the, the, the father has a heart attack. And as he's recovering, he starts making all these confessions to his son. And I, and including, I think your mother's a lesbian <laughs> and stuff like that. And, it's, and you know, and, and then he lives, of course. So it was, it, it's pretty well done. It's kind of a, Kind of a uh, poor man's Caddyshack, you know, not not, not nearly as right. hilarious and not nearly as hard. They don't work as hard for the jokes, but it's it pretty good. But I, you know, I, it's not something you were going to watch 20 episodes of, but it was, it was okay. I, I, but, it, but it also should remind you how damn old you are. So. Curb is has been great. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched it. Yeah, or... I watch it. But oh I, my god! Again, I can only take about two in a row, and then I say, oh, "Okay, geez. you know that that you know the trouble with Curb is how many shows have been how many shows have ripped off that whole theme of the complications just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Every, everybody tries to do that now, right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah Seinfeld did that too, and obviously right. that's where it started. And they've just taken it to a new level. Yes, with so now, you, now you try to now everybody tries to do that same damn thing. So it's fantastic. What else well, we got going on, sports? Are you going to the Winter Classic? Am no, I going to see you in the press box on Saturday? No, I'm I'm going to do a piece, but I'm not going in advance. But I'm not. I think we got two columnists there and uh three four other guys chip know. going chip's going yeah i think so chip and, and lavelle uh, or chip and jim jim and I, i'm not sure but uh, uh i'm not uh, I, I am not going to uh, be there i i figured i'd be taking up space and it's too far away i can't see the puck when i'm in a i can't see the puck when i'm in the xl up in the press box how am i going to see the puck out there declan is going to be sitting in the stands with his yeah. brother Mm-hmm. Declan, now you guys, I never thought when I was reading this week's weather forecast, several days when the high is only going to be 10 mm-hmm. and the low is going to be below zero every night. That good, that good traditional New Year's Eve yeah. freeze yeah. that's coming. And I, it, I never related to me, wait, these dummies are playing the hockey game at night this year thinking us hardy minnesotans won't mind it declan you're going with your brother do you have any idea where you're sitting yeah i do i I have actually pretty nice seats i'm lower level um i'm i'm equivalent on the above very close to above the twins dugout so so i'm in like those those dugout are you gonna be able to see through the crap well i god i hope so cameras and uh yeah and the towers and stuff, that's the question. I hope so, Pat. I think you want to be high enough so you can see over all that stuff, right? Yeah, maybe. Well, well, so the good seats might be the bad seats. That's right. But, well, but, 
I, I will say, you know, the $18 McGolden lights that I'm sure my brother and I will be sipping on throughout <laughs> will, will make the experience even more enjoyable and warmer in that cold weather. How do you drink beer, though? It's so damn cold. Oh, that, that, that's I fun. I bet you that, uh, what what those cost you, buddy? I, I would bet a, a beer at Winter Classic. No, is, no, no, the tickets. Oh, I don't know. The, the girl... The girlfriend got me tickets for my birthday, and she would not disclose what she paid. But so that that tells me she she likes me a lot and got me very nice tickets. I think. Yeah, keep her right there. Have to stick with her for a while. Yeah, yeah. At least her. at least keep through her, the year. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I think uh, weren't they gouging everybody pretty good? Wasn't there a lot of complaints about how expensive? Of course, there were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's. Well, and now you're going to freeze your tuchus off for the for the right to sit there and watch a game <laughs> that you're right. You probably and you know what? Okay. They'll no, be right. searching you too. They won't let you sneak the schnapps in or anything. Oh, you got to buy that stuff in oh, the yeah. clubs. Yeah, they should sell. You know what they should sell? And you charge thirty bucks, but they should sell little pint bottles of uh, of uh, tequila and uh, schnapps and. Just sell the pint bottles. Right? I'll put I'll put one underneath my shoe. I got these new high top shoes, Pat. These boots. I yeah. think I'll just I'll, I'll shove you know four or five little pony bottles underneath there. I'll be good I think to go. You guys should all the, the fans should all make a deal to show up at the same time and then push through the gates. You know, push through the gates so they can't search you for your uh, the booze. You the bush push. Yes, right. Do the bush push. <laughs> you gotta. Get a big fat guy to push everybody. You gotta be allowed to, you know, or they have they just have the guy out there selling for thirty bucks. It'd probably be fifty, but the, you know, the pint of tequila or something, and so just they're not gonna. They even if they wanted to throw bottles, they couldn't get them all the way to the ice, right? Oh hell no! No 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 no! No. And, And plus, they could have special winter classic plastic bottles of booze, couldn't they? Make them somebody. Oh, I like that. Fifty bucks, yeah, that'd be good. Fifty bucks for a special. Just get hammered. Don't f- feel the cold and take a souvenir home. I wanted, I, like a, I wanted an original six, though, not the Blues. I wanted one of the real teams. I wanted. But, well, not the Blackhawks again. They've played like in every outdoor game. Yeah, or, Detroit. Yeah, but the Blackhawks stink. The Blues are okay, but I, yeah, I, don't, are... I don't think we. Who do we? We don't dislike the Blues. Well, the Blues North Stars at the outset oh, played sure, a ton. Oh, sure, great. Yeah. So that that's where I think they, they hearkened it back to the expansion when the North Stars and yeah. Blues were part of the six-team expansion that came in. And you hardly remember that. You don't even remember I that. I don't remember that. you got to be my age. you got to be a doddering uh, old fool to remember what we I do remember the, blues. the OT Game 7 Steve Pangle at Met Center in 84 that put the uh, – they put the North Stars in the Western Conference Finals against the Oilers, which mm-hmm. then quickly came to I a crashing I covered uh, the Oilers series. It didn't take long. That that wasn't too good. One of my favorite moments, though, Bracken is covering it for the uh, Star Tribune. I think we were – they might not have – That was merged by then. Had the, had the star died by then? Yep, star died in okay. 80-ish. He was covering for the Star Tribune, and Charlie Hallman, the great Charlie Hallman, was covering for the St. Paul Papers. We we still had two then. And they were great buddies, but always playing pranks on each other. And Bracken, you know, Bracken had some subtlety to his pranks usually, but 
Charlie would like hit you in the head with a bucket and thinks that was a prank. He was like Sid with pranks, you know, like throwing a bucket of water on top of people. He was, well, there's 25 of us on a plane back from Edmonton and Charlie is falling. Charlie is like laid over us of the three seats, you know, and, 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 and falling asleep. And Bracken goes up and he stuffs Charlie's foot in a chair, you know, in the crack between chairs, stuffs his foot in there. And then he yells, Charlie. And Charlie jumps up and twists his ankle and has no, no precaution. He has no thought that this could have come from anybody but Bracken, right? So he comes storming down the aisle. He's going to kill Bracken. And where there's 25 of us, and Charlie is like, I'm back there. We're all spread out in the back. And I'm saying, Charlie, Charlie. And the pilot comes out. The, the, the stewardess, you know, the flight attendants come and try to stop Charlie. And Charlie's still threatening to kill him. And the pilot comes out and threatens to land us in Winnipeg if those two guys don't sit out. That was a prank gone bad right there. And now they would. Oh God, yes. Now they just land in Winnipeg, and you'd be well. Now, screwed. now they cancel the plane if they only had twenty-five flight. That's uh, true. Say, Good point. Take your chances, boys. So anyway, that was uh, yeah. That was a that was the most lopsided Western Conference final of history. The first one was seven zero. I remember that seven zero. And I think the North Stars led big in in a game at maybe it was a Met Center, and they and. They they lost. They still lost. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah, probably they, four goals. Yeah, Edmonton came right back. That that was a pretty good power play. Gretzky, yeah, the Curry, Gretzky, Gretzky Curry, Coffee, Coffee, Anderson played a point and yeah. uh Messier. Yeah. That yeah, was that's a, not too bad. That was a pretty good fight. You're, we never knew what that. the second group was because they'd scored a goal, so the power play was over. You know? They were unnecessary, is what the second group <laughs> yes, was. The second group was they served no purpose. All right, have All right, a very, uh, we'll we'll talk tomorrow, but have a uh, have a very good uh, outdoor classic there, Declan. I will. Thank you, Pat. Um, yes, I don't think you can get drunk enough to stay warm, but give it a shot. Oh, I'll no. give it a shot. I'll report back. I'll gladly report back. What right, remember? Man. See you, Patrick. Goodbye. Bye. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.